There's a saying in my house, here I am wearing pants like a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> that was my called intro right there. Yeah. Is that is that a saying in your house or is that a, an older saying from like the Shannon family house? No, no, it's just my house. Me and fellas, we just, we come in, we drop trowel and that's it. Here I am wearing pants like a sucker. sucker. I think that's a Homer Simpson, isn't it? I think it is a Homer Simpson. <laughs> I think it is. That's awesome. So everybody, let's go round round robin and introduce ourselves. My name is John. I'm from Rock Brandon. This is my podcast, Tuesday Rehearsal. These are my two illustrious co-hosts. Dave, introduce Hi. yourself. Hi, I'm Dave. I'm uh, a Rabid Gorilla Records and... Uh, it's a record company that doesn't really do much, but uh, anyway, that's what I am, and I'm here to talk about music tonight. Tony, Cooper so bad, yo. <laughs> what side? Uh, Tony, yeah, uh, Tony Shannon, Cooper so badge. What's up? Well, not much, not much. So uh, this week on uh, Three Guys and Three Songs, we are um, we picked out three songs that we would defend to the death. And unfortunately, the two songs that Tony and Dave both picked are two songs that I really, really like and appreciate. So it's like, you're not going to get any kind of shit from me for, for either of those. Although I think my song, I, I, I expect I, I expect to be, you know, like lose a couple of teeth because of this song, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a pretty awful song. Yeah. It's terrible. I, I haven't even played it. I haven't met it yet. I'm already, I'm, I'm already surrounded by enemies. Look at that. It's like, oh. Not me. Oh, Why don't you tell us what song it is, John? What's that? Now we, have, now we have to go fast. Now we have okay. to go first. Okay. Well, my song is uh, it's High Hopes by Panic at the Disco. Now, disclaimer, I was never into Panic at the Disco, ever. You know, I, I was like, I just kind of like shrugged them off as being like, one of those newer emo punk bands and, and whatnot, kind of like Fallout Boy. Uh, but then I think uh, it was it was Melanie who, who kind of turned me on to him a little bit, and she was like, "Oh, Brendan Uri, this Brendan Uri, that." And I heard the guy's voice. The guy's got like killer pipes. He's oh oh there he is, there he's right there. This is my boy. He's got killer pipes. He's got really uh, a really good uh, voice and whatnot. Uh, the first song I'd ever heard from them was the uh, the song that I I think sounds an awful lot like Eleanor Rigby by the Beatles, uh, which is the one like uh, um, you know I found it with the haven't you people ever heard of Tools in the back door. I the... write sins, not tragedies. I write sins, not tragedies. Brendan Urie was, was nineteen years old when they made that music video. Okay, so he was nineteen years old. That was old. huge in two thousand five. It was huge. It was all over the place. Like you couldn't go anywhere without hearing it, and it used to drive me crazy because I went a lot of places without hearing it. <laughs> Same. Same. I, I I like. Literally... I've heard the name. I've heard the name Panic of the Disco thousands of times, and I thought I've heard a few songs that I actually enjoyed. N not this one. <laughs> but, well, the lyrics but, well, behind the song from where we were when we first heard it. Yeah, it, it was like, okay, well. It was a very positive song. I'll give it that much. It is, yeah, it's positively, no. Um, it's, uh, well. Almost Fruit Loops. At the, um, I liked how people kept running into him. Yeah, <laughs> but it was, but it was very much like that other video from that band uh, back in the nineties. Uh, uh, Verve, 
third, but yeah. yeah but he was third. kind of running through people in that one. Yeah. That, that was a little different. It, it was like. Well, it was the opposite. Yeah, he, he's in this one, uh, he's being acted upon a little bit. But at the time I heard the song. You um, haven't seen the video. No, no, I, I think I heard the song and saw the video at the same time. It was um, the, uh, I, I was, I pretty much just, I I'd kind of quit the restaurant. My car just gotten repossessed. <laughs> and shit, like shit was really going downhill. Like I was, I was really um, hitting rock bottom again. And um, we just had a really good weekend where a bunch of things turn around and we realized that we don't have to rely too much on, and I can't tell if my cat is in my shot right now or what. Oh, yeah, totally. So, Gratuitous pussy shot. Keep Move moving. moving. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> we'll edit that out later. No, we won't. So. But um, but the, the song itself, it, it just really, really spoke to me because he's talking about having high hopes. Like I, I had, had to have high hopes for a living, didn't have a dime, I knew I'd make a killing and it was just it just gave me a little bit of hope that you know I, I wasn't gonna get kicked out I wasn't gonna lose my business I was still gonna manage to make money somehow and it, it was it was just very uplifting and it became like kind of my anthem for about a week or so and uh, ever since then I've had a ton of respect for the kid because he's really got he really does have a, a, a great set of um, Great, great set of pipes. Like I yeah, said, yeah, you got to see live versions of the. Song. He's too young to be going through all that, though. Yeah. Well, he's in his thirties. Yeah, they have to pay you dues to play the blues, man. Well, he's been in the music business for a long time. He plays all those instruments. He records a lot of his own beats. He's actually an incredible creator in general, and a song lyricist. Actually, right, I'm that like. Um, Who picked this song? Who are you? Well, John picked it. Yeah, John picked it. Yeah. I actually have always been a huge fan of Panic at the Disco. Uh, my whole life, pretty much, has been a band that's been around in my life since like I was maybe ten. Mm -hmm. I first heard some of their first few songs, which were very light and lovely mm -hmm. and fun, where a little girl could kind of enjoy it. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? But now it, they definitely have like a wide variety of sounds. Yeah. You know? No, they, they do. And and honestly, I I'd, I'd heard uh, High Hopes before and, and never really thought too much of it. And then it's it's it was one of those songs that it's like you hear it in the background, you know, like whatever, you don't think much of it. When you really, really listen to it, and you really, really, um, like, just give it a true listen, and if you ever try to like sing it karaoke, you realize, wow, this, you, you know, I, I, oh, I, 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 I could, yeah, we got drunk and sang this song during karaoke once. I, I, I actually didn't get drunk. We enough. fucked up. Yeah, so we, we, we fucked we it fucked up fucked so bad that, that because he's it. he like he's real quick. Yeah. jumping on the next line of words he's so it's real like... quick and, and he doesn't he doesn't need to breathe you know what i mean it's yeah like he doesn't he, breathe he's not human he's got his breath like panic at the disco the name of a smith song it, yeah i think panic on the streets of birmingham yeah pan, all right, panic. Panic. i love London. i love that song too, DJ. Hang I did that one DJ. on karaoke too. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Yes, I do, yeah. We did quite a few songs on karaoke. We're quite popular at the local Chinese restaurant. <laughs> that reminds me, I almost got beat up at a, at a Smith's con concert once. Really? I, 
yeah. You saw it was a, was a Dickie okay. Barrett? I no, I'm sorry. You. No, it wasn't Dickie Barrett. It wasn't, Barrett. <laughs> it wasn't the Smiths. I'm sorry. It wasn't, it wasn't the Smiths. It was Morrissey. It was Morrissey. Same thing. And, and uh, as someone like, asked me yeah. to go, uh, I was working with her at the time. She said, hey, you want to go see Morrissey tonight? I was like, okay, sure, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, this kid who was like a big Morrissey fan wanted to get out of the car and beat me up because I was too preppy because I was dressed for work. I was wearing a shirt and a tie and everything. He was like, he, he thought I didn't deserve to be there. So, you know, just... Uh, <laughs> Oh, unforgivable crime. Uh, you know, I know, right? It's like, hey, dude, you know, I'm working for a living. Like, how do you think I, you know, how do you think I get down here? So, You're not supposed to work for a living. Yeah, You're supposed exactly. to just stay home and depressed all the time listening to Morrissey. And <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, so, so yeah, so that's my take on Panic of the Disco. You guys can yeah. have at it. I, I can't believe this is the song you chose to defend to the death. I mean, you were, seriously? Well, I, I kind of defend. I, I decided to defend it to the death because I knew that this would be a song that would be extremely divisive. Yeah, that's you know. I don't think it's divisive at all. I think me and Dave are agreed on this, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> like, here I am. I have to like fight it, fight to the death for it. You know what I mean? It's like of all things, this is you know. This is me throwing down my gauntlet here. On I here. also have to point out that Melanie did a better job defending it than you did. <laughs> John got, has zero history with the band. I, yeah, I really have no history with the band. I've, I've been into the band for about six or seven months right now. So you know. I don't have any specific critiques. I just didn't like it. Yeah, it's I just where I'm at. It. it didn't do anything for me. The, the thing is, the first <laughs> listen I, I had to it, too, I was like, eh, it's kind of basic. There's nothing really special about it. But then the more I started listening to it, I was like, it's like you hear these stupid little nuances that, you know, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just looking for them. But it's like, yeah, John I doesn't them. like any music that I show him at first. A lot. Right, yeah. A lot of what I show him at first, he's like, mm, nah, I'm not feeling this. Yeah. So. <laughs> I have a weird taste. It's tough to get into, but I don't want to be one of those old guys. I don't want to be like Dean Martin of the Stones and stuff like that. Like, oh, look at these long haired freaks over here. They're going to play a song for you now. No, I know. No, I I try to keep an open mind. I try to listen to the, some of the newer stuff. I, you know, um, it's not going to be this song though. <laughs> so let's talk about your tongue, Tony. All right. Well, a modern hit. Yeah, the animals. All right. I want to say I'm not defending the animals' version of the song necessarily. This song is very old. All right. House of the Rhymes, the song goes back, I think the first version was recorded in like 1920-something or other, maybe the 30s. Mm. And it came out of Appalachia. It's a very, very old song. There's been tons of versions of it. Pete Seeger did one, Bob Dylan did one, uh, there's a new one by Haley Reinhardt, she's doing it now. Um, and there's a couple old like blue standard versions of it. My personal favorite version is Lead Belly. Lead Belly did a version of it, and I think it's the best version of it. But the animals probably comes in close to, to third place on my list of how, um, which versions I like. Huh. Um, I mean, everybody knows the song. Not many people cover it, but I'd like to see that change. I think it could be a standard American tune. Hmm. I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do the words cultural appropriation mean anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not in the least bit. Yeah. I say stale that shit. Spread it on bread and eat it, man. <laughs> I like it better than Johnson. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and that kind of goes without saying. <laughs> Hurts. I knew. What? Hey, you know. Oh, what? sorry, Melanie. I knew. No, I don't. I, know. I don't actually care. She doesn't care. She, she's got <laughs> thick skin. She's like, uh, you know, she's uh, all right. So, see, I told you a stupid song. Now go get me some coffee. <laughs> oh God. Oh, I told you they were gonna make fun of me. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, uh, for, for me, the, the House of the Rising Sun. Um, I, I didn't realize it was that old. I'm sure Tony has told me like how old it was but but tony's tony's got so much history with like like music especially blues and shit from the 20s and and shit that no, no one's heard that uh you know i just i lose track. people have heard it <laughs> i have me, me i haven't heard it but uh yeah I, I was never a huge fan of the blues personally i mean i yeah, guess you can't go all fanboy about it no no <laughs> part of it if, if i had gone fanboy about it i would have been in the stones of the beatles or zeppelin or something like that so you want to talk about cultural appropriation i oh, love i love that zeppelin but holy shit they stole from everything everybody man. everybody, everybody. <laughs> you know? um, great great artist steal mm -hmm. yeah Good artists borrow, great artists steal. But it's so blatant. It, it's absolutely so blatant. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard. Um... Well, what they did to that guy who wrote Days of Confused was disgusting. <laughs> this poor guy writes this song, never makes a dime off it. Yeah. And they, then what's up? Like, just, oh, by the way, here's our song, Days of Confused. Really? It, it, I mean, aside from some change of the lyrics, it was his song. They stole it. And they did the same thing with all the old blues artists, too. But at least it kind of gave a little bit of credit some, in most instances. Eventually. But but artists like the Stones and the Beatles would, like, actually cover songs and then be like, oh, this is a cover of, like, a Muddy Water song or a Howlin' Wolf song or this is Robert Johnson yeah. recorded this, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but, like, Zeppelin is just like, oh, here's Misty Mountain Hop, you know, and stuff. And, oh, here's Stairway to Heaven. And... Stairway to Heaven, they didn't even steal that song from um, from a blues artist. They stole it from, like, another rock band. So yeah. it's like, and it's exact. It's like you, you hear the two of them, and it's like it sounds like uh, an instrumental track to Stairway to Heaven. It, it, it's, it's bizarre. It's amazing, like, how. They actually sued them about that. Good. Um, yeah. And I think they actually won. I mean, too late, you know, they might have gotten a couple bucks out of it. Right. You know, maybe you'd hope, but, but, uh, I mean, you know, uh, even the beach boys, they basically stole, uh, what do you call it? I can't think of the name of the song that they wrote or the one of the stole, but they, uh, took, they stole I, it. I think it's surfing USA from, um, Chuck Berry. From Chuck Berry. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was in prison at the time. He gets out and he hears a song. He's like, that's my freaking song. <laughs> right? <laughs> Things change while you're in prison, Chuck. So, how, how, do you think, how do you think I was able to afford your bail? I had to sell the rights to it. I mean, seriously. So, but, like, I don't mind when people do it, like, 
here and there. You know what I mean? It's like, I can't tell you how many times I'm playing a riff or something like that, or I come up with something like, this is awesome. And then it's like, I hear it, I hear something on the radio and I was like, that's my song. And it's like, oh, okay, that's where I heard it. You know, I didn't mean to steal it, but I did. So. But we can all agree. Harrison said he did that with My Sweet Lord. That he didn't intend to steal it, but it was, uh, um, he's so fine. Oh, by the, the same song. It's, you know, he's so fine. Do lang, do lang, do lang. Well, you know, sweet Lord. Do yeah, lang, do lang, do lang. lang, do lang. <laughs> and, then, and then James Taylor was working in, in Apple Studios and recording, he starts recording um, his uh, something in the way she moves song there. Yeah. And it was it, it was basically being influenced by by um George Harrison's song of um something. Something. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I like to think that the holy trinity of that is then Nirvana's something. Something in the way. Yeah. Ooh. Holy Trinity. Holy sure. Trinity of something. <laughs> Was, uh... Well, we can all agree that I picked the best song out of this, right? No, we're not done yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I gotta go. No. I, I got things to do and people to see. Reminds me of Vietnam. <laughs> uh, the song I picked was Groove is in the Heart by D. Light, released in 1990. And there was a comment on the YouTube page that said, that summed it up. It's like this song officially rang in the 90s. And I think that's so appropriate because the, the iconic video that went with it and the song itself just was so 90s and everything before that was 80s. And yeah, there it is. There it is. And it was actually, uh, now that was ripped off of a, the bass line was ripped off from a Herbie Hancock tune. Here, I'll play that for you. Can you hear that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's blatant rip. Yeah. That sounds just like it. It was just an instrumental that Herbie Hancock had done for a movie. But uh, now, did, did Bootie Collins work with uh, Herbie Hancock at all? Oh, maybe. Because uh, perhaps. Uh, I know Bootsy Collins. was in the band for a while. Yeah, well, I know he he played on that song. There he is. There he is. Watch yeah. out! <laughs> I, I love me some Bootsy. Everybody and, uh, loves Bootsy. And and I know Dave thinks I'm gonna give him shit about this particular song. I fucking love this fucking song. <laughs> I really do. I love this fucking song. And back in the nineties, I was dating this girl. We didn't agree on music at all. She was uh -huh. listening to. Salt and Pepper, and I'm listening to Led Zeppelin or Aerosmith or Metallica or God knows what else. And this song came on, and I'm like, "This is fucking good too, man." And it was like the one song we could always agree on. Yeah, uh, I didn't love it when it first came out, but I've grown to love it over the last thirty years. So I, I you can dance to it for anything. It's fun. It's uh, the chick's kind of hot. You know, hey. I personally remember hearing it <clears throat> the first time and just being kind of like <clears throat> a little bit 
like I had one of those moments because I'd never seen anyone really dress like that. And like right. around the same time, the Beastie Boys video had come out for Hey Ladies. And it was like their second, um, from their hey second ladies. and in the video, they're all dressed like 70s too. And I was like, I was like, there's no way in hell we're doing like 70s retro now, are we? Like I remember <laughs> being like so shocked, like who, like if you're gonna do, like I thought, like I'd just come out of the 80s and it did absolutely kick off the 90s. And it was like, I was still, you know, wanting to do like, uh, you know, like, like the Duran Duran jackets and the guest jeans and shit like that. And <laughs> like, I thought, oh, 80s style is like really, really awesome. I look back at it now and I was like, what the fuck were we thinking? Like, yeah, I don't know, man. On earth were I, we thinking? I, I was wearing denim and leather jackets, man. I don't know what you were thinking. <laughs> you know, I, was, I wasn't really into metal then. I was more into, uh, I was more into rap music at the time. But then uh, I, I kind of drifted away from that when Public Enemy and Anthrax did their song together. Oh, that was terrible. That was awesome. Well, that was amazing. I love that. <laughs> I love that shit. It's like, that was... And, Ar and Aerosmith and... Uh, oh. Aerosmith and Run DMC. Run DMC. Yep. I, I have to say, I, I never really got that into rap, except I really, really did like the Beastie Boys, and I really did like N.W.A. And I really like... Uh, Later on, in you know, Rage Against the Machine, which you may or may not consider rap. It's not hip-hop. It's more like heavy metal rap. It's influenced by rap, for sure. Definitely, yeah. But, um, yeah, I guess that song wouldn't really go too well coming out of the 80s, if that's what you were expecting. I don't know. But, uh, so you could have gone all fanboy about it, though. For me? Or, yeah. Or, yeah, so, well... Well, I didn't. I didn't initially. I, I was kind of a little resistant to it at first. It, it was like, I said, oh, this is just too weird. How do you feel about it now? I think it's a great song. Looking back at it, I think it's a great song. And, and that album was really good, too. I know, I know that they got sued a lot. Like, I remember at the time, <laughs> like a, a lot of bands were getting sued because they'd taken samples. And there was always questions about, like, um, you know, this is when sampling was really getting big. So, so I know the Beastie Boys got sued a million times. That's when Zeppelin came out and was like, oh, you guys stole all this music from us. And then everyone kind of turned on Zeppelin and was all like, yeah, but you guys kind of did the same thing. So, you know, it, it, you really can't, you know, it's talking about the and, pot calling and, the kettle black. And then we got Napster. And yep. then Metallica killed Napster. Yeah. But it didn't matter. Because at that point, the... the yeah, the, the genie was out yeah, of the box. Yeah. yeah. So, and that turned out to be pretty cool, actually. You know, it's like, because I can't tell you how many times I spent 14, 15 bucks for an album and there was only one or two really good songs on it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, like, seriously, it's like, put some effort in, guys. You know, that was one thing I will, I will give Zeppelin credit for. All, like, all their albums delivered. You can listen to the whole damn album. Yeah. Exactly. You know, there's not one filler where you're like, ah, I don't feel like listening to this song. <clears throat> Their albums were like really, really good. That wasn't crazy about the crunch on uh, on Houses of the Holy. Hey, can't, can't find a bridge. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That one. Take, take me to the bridge. Right Where's the bloody bridge? <laughs> um, no, I mean, there are a couple songs where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to pass over this one. 
you know, but generally if I'm listening to Zeppelin, I just listen to the whole album. I mean, right. you, you almost have to listen to it in album order. If you don't hear it in the same order that it's on the album, it's kind of distracting. Right. Yeah, no, you don't put on shuffle. <laughs> no, not Zeppelin, no. That would be really, really weird. So, but, uh, but, you know, I mean, that, those are the days before playlists. I mean, we, we, we listen to albums, you know? So. What, what's your, okay, both guys, what, what I got you, your favorite album of all time? Ooh. Repo Man soundtrack. Okay. <laughs> wow. We're going to talk about soundtracks. Why not? Tony Hawk Skater 4 <laughs> has a fucking fantastic soundtrack. He used to play that with my brother all the time. Did you really? We yeah. used to build little skate parks in the, those games. They were insane. Yeah. Awesome. Oh. That had a great soundtrack. I think it was four. There was a like, My Chemical Romance song on one of those soundtracks. Oh, it was. Oh, they had great, my great, favorite great, band ever. Great tunes that they got on there. Um, but just classic albums, I think I'm going to have to go with Zeppelin too. How about you, John? Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses. Wow. Such a yeah. fanboy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like the best album ever. It is a great album. Beginning and that is just, it's My just, favorite song from that album, Mr. Brownstone. Yep. Yep. Great tune. Just like right from the right from the jump, like do 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 <laughs> I get out around there, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, he did. He, he did the. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Axl Rose was uh, he was something else. So my favorite song off of that was, um, um, I think it was My Michelle. Oh, that's a good one. And, good and one. I just remember it was uh, because. Oh, of, oh, oh, can't tell. My, 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 my Michelle. Like, uh, I just remember, uh, maybe it wasn't, I, I don't know, but it's the one, I remember the line, the, the line that sticks out in my head is like, your daddy works in porno, now that your mama's underground. I think that's my Michelle. Yeah. That's right. She used to love her heroin. It's, it's like, it's just, it's so, it was the first, like, uh, like, like nowadays people, like bands talk about their drug use very openly. But but it's like it was the first song I'd ever heard where it's like, like we yeah. like to drink, we like to do drugs, we really just don't give a fuck, you know. It's like we're supposed to be on the show at like yeah, that was, that was that was back in the days when even Aerosmith was like, no, 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 we don't, we never did anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard Aerosmith tried to like calm Axel down a little bit, and the whole band like, dude, you guys are yeah. like really, you really yeah. have to slow it down a little bit. So, no, that's really fun. You know, you know, it's bad when like. When Steven Tyler's the one kind of like, hey man, maybe you should take it take it easy, you know. So, <laughs> that's that's like Keith Richards saying, like, you know, you should quit quit smoking. You know, probably be a good idea to quit smoking, you know. <laughs> but, All right, are we done here? I think this was a successful episode. I think so too. I uh I did forget to put up my own uh graphics for House of the Rise of the Sun, but that's okay. We can we can slip that in in editing or something. If we, oh, you sent it to me. I think I, did I send it. it. Yeah. So, so, dude, I'm I'm pretty psyched that we pulled this off because I didn't think I was gonna make it tonight. I I got uh, you know getting home so late, but um, th th I'm so psyched you guys waited for me. Thank you, and uh, I'm really glad we're doing this together. 
And my, my only regret is that we weren't haven't been doing this for like three years now. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Honestly, I, I agree with you. Yeah, we should have been doing this all along. In fact, I'm I'm thinking of actually doing a, a solo one now on um, the history of songs. Right? I think I might take House of the Rising Sun and do a podcast about the history of the song. That's awesome. That sounds cool. That's really cool. So yeah. Do it. So, have fun with us, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> quit, 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 quit. Tony's already too big for my podcast. Uh. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, you know. You'll come back. Uh, I'll step in now and then, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to, man. You're, you're like 30% of the show right now. You know what I mean? So. 33.3. That doesn't give, that doesn't give Melanie any credit at all. I know. Well, I gave her credit. I, I, I put her uh, her name down on the, um, you know, it, it, part of the problem is when, when it's your girlfriend doing it, it, it's like you think, oh, it's my girlfriend doing it. You, you know what I mean? It, it's I'm like, you don't, it you don't think myself. of, you don't think of it as like, it, it's like I had to second think about it. And I was like, oh, I, I better give her credit recorded and produced by and everything. And then, you know, yeah, uh, I hate to be unappreciative, but yeah. Pops to Mel. All right, everybody, say goodnight. Do your good night, everybody. One at a time, Dave. Oh, goodnight. We'll see you later. T tell us where you're from. Plug something. Oh, yeah, Rabbit Gorilla. See you later. There we go, Rabbit Gorilla. All right, Coop, you're up. Uh, buy my special headphones. I have custom-made headphones. Buy them. <laughs> <laughs> The always non sequitur, Tony Shannon. And I'm John from Rock Brandon. This is my podcast, Tuesday Rehearsals. Thank you all for turning in, tuning in. And there goes Luna again. My cat is, oh, there's my cat's ass. <laughs> We're going to get you on. You've got a way to sign up with my cat's ass to do it. So. Got to get Bubba on here next time. <laughs>